Welcome back to Held and Healed. It has been a couple of weeks since I have recorded an episode. I have been doing some traveling and some just soaking in the presence of God, sitting by beautiful lakes, visiting with soul sisters, and it's been a very refreshing time. As you can hear in my voice, I am physically weary and worn, but I am charged up in every other way possible right now. I am just returning from the Called to Peace Ministries, He Makes All Things New Ladies Retreat. And I wanted to kind of unpack some of the things that God spoke to my heart this weekend during that retreat and tell you a little bit about what's coming next. So thank you so much to everyone who has taken the time to listen to a previous episode. I am working on the technological side of things to get the podcast on more than one platform. So bear with me as I do that. But in the meantime, please share the Spotify option with people and um, keep just sharing the hope. We have so many wonderful interviews coming up in the next couple of weeks. You are going to want to watch especially on Fridays for the release of those. So I'm really excited. And of course, this weekend, I met all kinds of new women, um, new resources and ladies that I want to introduce you to. So now I'm planning out my June and July schedule. So buckle up and be ready to be blessed in the coming weeks. As always, if you are a Christian woman who is recovering from abuse, you can find us on Facebook at Held and Healed, Christian Women Rebuilding After Abuse. That is a private group and it is for women only. So please find us there. And I will include in the show notes my website address. I am in the process of changing that. So I'm going to just leave it at that. And the current and the accurate website will be listed when I get all of that changed. And I'm going to be offering some things at the end of this podcast that you can get more involved in your healing journey. So welcome to Held and Healed. Thank you for taking time to invest in yourself and your healing journey and perhaps even in the healing of others. So I wanted to share with you a little bit about what it was like for me to go on this retreat this weekend. And again, I apologize. I know my voice sounds very low and gruff this morning, but I decided I wasn't going to wait. I was just going to go ahead and share what's on my heart while it's fresh. So here we are, the real, the raw. So going on a women's retreat for me, oh my gosh, post-trauma, post-awareness of trauma. (laughs) I have been on many women's retreats. I have been on probably 20 or more youth retreats. I have been on the mission field. And one of the things that I did when I lived in Haiti um, was help to host groups that came there to visit. And so I don't know over the course of that year that I lived there, I don't know how many different groups we hosted, but it was a lot of people that came through. So it's, you know, easy for me to say I have been around Christian circles. I've been around retreats. I've been around mission trips and exposed to people from all different types of backgrounds, denominationally, etc. And then, of course, I attended um, Liberty Bible Institute for three semesters and sat with like 200 people in a classroom setting on a daily basis. So I've been around and I've been um, in these types of settings many, many times. And I want to say that this 
was so very different. This was the first time that I attended a retreat, was poured into and was filled up, and then I got to leave there and go home filled with peace, filled with hope, and not have to go home to chaos, confusion, abuse, and all kinds of crazy. So I said that to a couple of women yesterday morning. I just looked them straight in the eye and I said, I don't know where you are in your journey, but if you need a nugget of hope this morning, I want you to know you're going to get to the other side. I want you to know that God has got you and God has got this and you are going to be okay. Just keep taking the next step, putting one foot in front of the other. Don't give up. Five years ago, I could not have said those words to any woman. Five years ago, I was broken. I was beat up. I was sick in my body, in my mind, in my spirit. I was hopeless. I felt helpless. I did not know if I was going to physically be well enough to ever get off of my couch and do the things that God had placed in my heart to do. And here I am five years later, returning from this retreat with hope, with vision, with purpose, with clarity. So I want any woman who was there this weekend or any woman who is just feeling like you're barely keeping your head above the water right now, I want you to know that you're going to be okay. God sees you. God hears you. God loves you. He knows you intimately inside and out. And the beautiful thing about our Father God is we don't have to prove anything to him. We do not have to justify. We do not have to explain. We do not have to protect ourselves. We don't have to convince him of anything that's been done to us because he's been there and he has seen it all. Isn't that just powerful? People may not get it. Man may not believe us. Our churches may not believe us. Our family may not believe us, but God does. So there were three main takeaways for me this weekend I have a whole booklet filled with notes and there's all kinds of nuggets in those notes. But as far as practical application for me, there are three things that I felt like God really imparted to me. And the first thing is that I want to help women learn to tell the truth. It seems kind of simple. But when I say learn to tell the truth, I mean, let's stop saying we're fine when we're not fine. Let's stop saying our marriages and our relationships are fine when they're not fine. Let's stop saying that our children are fine when they're not fine. Let's get real with each other. Let's find a safe space where we can do that, where it's okay to do that, and let's get real. Life is hard. My marriage is broken. My marriage is abusive. My children are straying away from truth and away from God because their hearts are broken and they can't see God apart from abusive people in their lives, whether it be their parents or it be spiritual leaders. That has done some serious damage to children. Our young people have a crisis of faith because they've been raised, many of them have been raised in homes where they're hearing one thing with their ears, but what their eyes are taking in is completely different. And their spirits are saying, yeah, no, I can't understand this. Or they've been a part of a youth group or a church system that's abusive and toxic. And they're like, I don't want anything to do with that. I can get that all week long at school or I can get that all week long in my job. I don't don't want to get up on Sunday morning or go on Sunday evening and be around people who are stabbing me in the back, who are trying to manipulate me and control me. 
Like our kids are smart. <laughs> They're so smart and we raised them to be that way. So um, we've got just this very much a crisis of the faith for our young people who want to know God and they want to know who he really is, but they're having trouble sorting it out from what the church has done and said and been. And I'm there, so why wouldn't my children be there? So um, there's a poem that Leslie Vernick was our keynote speaker this weekend. We had amazing um, breakout sessions with all kinds of other leaders, but she spoke at every session. And when she came um, to close things out yesterday morning, she shared a poem. I've heard it before. It's profound. And I needed to hear it again yesterday. And so this is all about truth-telling, okay? This is all about understanding and seeing where we are. And so I'm going to read this. It comes from the autobiography in five short chapters by Portia Nelson. She describes the stages of psychological changes with beautiful simplicity. And she says, consider you're looking at a hole that's in a pedestrian paved road. Okay, there's a, there's a hole there in that road, and it's a pretty substantial hole. Chapter one, I walk down the street. There is a deep hole in the sidewalk. I fall in. I am lost. I am hopeless. It isn't my fault. It takes forever to find a way out. Chapter two, I walk down the same street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I pretend I don't see it. I fall in again. I can't believe I am in this same place. But it isn't my fault. It still takes a long time to get out. Chapter 3. I walk down the same street. There is a deep hole in the sidewalk. I see it there. I still fall in. It's a habit. But... My eyes are open. I know where I am. This is my fault. I get out immediately. Chapter four. I walk down the same street. There is a deep hole in the sidewalk. I walk around it. Chapter five. I walk down another street. Oh, (laughs) I love that so much. I love it. I love it so much. One of my favorite definitions of the word insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. And so I ask you today, do you fall into that category of insanity today? Are you doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting the result to change? Because I can tell you it won't. The only thing that can change is us and the way that we handle the circumstances and the things that are coming at us? Are you walking down the street and falling into that same hole over and over again? Are you beginning to recognize the holes there? I'm going to walk around it. And then maybe tomorrow will be the first day or today will be the first day that you say, I'm going to just walk down another street. I'm going to make this decision today (laughs) to not go down that road where that hole is so that I don't fall into that pit again. I am not here to say that that is easy. I'm not here to say that it's even simple because it's clearly not. But you can do it. You can do it. I went from hopeless, helpless, sick, depressed, confused, no clarity whatsoever 
of what was next. No real means of providing for myself financially. No doctor that would touch me with a 10-foot pole. Nobody wanted to come near me and my weird issues. And now I stand here five years later, the healthiest that I have been in my physical body in probably 35, 40 years. The healthiest I have been in my mind in my entire life. The healthiest I have been in my spirit probably in my entire life. Relationships that I thought were never going to be mended. God is healing. Relationships that were toxic and were tearing my heart out of my chest. I have now learned to stand up and say enough is enough. That was part of my healing. That was some of the holes that I had to stop falling into. (laughs) There were certain individuals that I had to realize. They're not going to change, but I can. And if I have to go low to no contact with certain individuals so that I can be healthy, I will do that. I've said it before and I will say it again because I never know who's going to hear what podcast. But when my counselor said to me, Heather, the greatest gift you can give to your sons is your healing. I was like, sign me up. Maybe I wouldn't have done the hard work for myself. Maybe at that point in my life, I was too sick to be motivated for me. But when she said, you give this to your children as a gift, that is all I needed to say. What do I need to do? What do I need to let go of? What do I need to change so that I can begin to heal? It was radical stuff, (laughs) y'all. It was radical. It was changing my entire lifestyle as far as what I ate, what I put on my skin. I had to change. It was hard. I cried and I wanted to throw things. I was so angry that I couldn't just go to a function and just eat what everybody else was eating but I wanted to be well. I wanted to be healthy. I wanted to be whole. I want to live a long, healthy life to serve my God, to serve my children, to serve my grandchildren. I don't have any of those yet, but they're coming one day. (laughs) Just to clarify, I want to have a long life so that I can be a woman who continues to take buckets of water back into the flames to help the women who are still engulfed in the flames. That's what he put me on this earth to do. I'm not going to apologize for that. I'm not going to back down for that. I'm not going to waver and coward, be a coward and, and run away from what he's asked me to do. But I had to get myself well so that I could even have the energy. I had to do long, hard work in counseling and go to places that I didn't want to go to and dig deeply into the heart, the root of why I was hurting and why I was broken. I had to admit things to myself that I'm not ready to publicly talk about yet. There's timing here that I have to be sensitive to. There are people that I need to protect that I love with all my heart and I am not willing to risk my relationship with them by telling my story publicly. In more private settings, one-on-one, I am feeling safe doing that and I am sharing my story. But there are three people especially that I love with all of my heart and I want to make sure the timing is, is okay. 
because my relationship with them (laughs) matters and I don't want to do anything to jeopardize that relationship. But as far as giving tools and resources to women and sharing what has helped me on my journey, I can do that all day long. So the second thing, the first thing was I want to help women tell, learn to tell the truth. The second thing is I want to help women find resources. So if you're not yet a part of Held and Healed, please join us because I have guide upon guide in that group organized information that has helped me on my journey. And it is just a work in progress. I don't have every single thing there that I want to have there yet. And I have, you know, hundreds of other posts that aren't even organized into the guide. So what I basically ask a woman to do when she joins our group is commit to 20 minutes, 20 minutes a week of your own self-development and perusing that group and articles and posts and things that I've organized into the guide. So everything from podcasts to websites to books, different groups, support groups that you can get in beyond my group. My group is very um, specific in being a place where you can glean and gather resources and then it's going to develop more into a community building group. But there are so many resources out there. I just interviewed Gretchen Baskerville a couple weeks ago, and she has a group of over 2,000 people. It is the life-saving divorce. I think it's the life-saving divorce for separated and divorced Christians. I'm not exactly sure of the name of her group. But her group has a lot of people coming in and asking questions. What do you do with this? What do you do in this situation? My group is a little bit different. The flavor of it is different and that's okay because we're all called to do different things. That's something that I loved about this weekend is being reminded again that we are all in this together, that the harvest is great, that the need for helping women who have been abused is massive and we have to work together. We have to collaborate. We have to link arms and we cannot be territorial and say, oh, this is yours and this is hers and you can't come over here. I loved seeing how Joy of Called to Peace honored Leslie, honored Sarah, honored Rebecca, honored all kinds of women and asked them to come and be a part of her event because she knows that she is one person. She knows that she has the thing that God has called her to, but there are other women that fill other Uh, gaps in this ministry that have skill sets and have giftings and have anointings that are different from her own. And she's not threatened by that. She's she's strengthened by that. (laughs) And so often in church culture, there's this, nope, that's mine and this is yours. And if you go over here, you're betraying us. And that is not at all what I am finding in this community of advocacy. I am finding a group of people who truly love God, love others, and want to do whatever it takes to get the job done and to see women healed and whole. And they know that they can't do it on their own. So I love sharing the resources that have helped me. Now, there comes a little bit of a challenge because just because I share one resource from a specific source that has blessed me, it doesn't necessarily mean that I embrace every single thing that that source or that person um, advocates for. So it can get sticky. It can get dicey. 
Um, we have a whole lot of cancel culture happening where, you know, if someone doesn't agree with me 100%, I'm just going to cancel them out. I don't want to be like that. I want to say, as long as your core beliefs are ones that I agree with, and I believe are founded in God's word, as long as your core beliefs are there and you have this strength that I cannot offer to my people, then I want to offer you as a resource to my people. But if there are things that are doctrinally and biblically um, and ethically and morally not in alignment with who I am and who God's created me to be, then I'm probably not going to share those resources. So I'm really careful about what I share in my group. And someone may send me a link to check out. And if it doesn't really resonate and I don't feel peace in my spirit, then I'm not going to share that. So um, just know that that's just where I'm coming from. And I know that I am not going to be everyone's cup of tea and that's okay. I have a very specific demographic of women that God has called me to minister to. And even when we say Christian women, like if you do not call yourself a Christian, but you're okay hearing about the Bible, you're okay about hearing about God's work in our lives and the ways that he has carried us and sustained us and worked in our hearts, you're still welcome to come into the group. You do not have to be a Christian woman to join our group, but we just want you to understand from the very beginning that we would not be standing here without his work, without his healing, without his redemption, without his presence in our lives. And so we're going to be pretty vocal, excuse me, we're going to be pretty vocal about what God has done for us. We also understand that there are a lot of women who have been beat up, who have been abused by God and his word, not by God. Sorry, that was not what I meant to say. We know that there are women who leaders have used God and his word to beat them up. And so maybe your relationship with God is very, very strained or broken right now because of that. And so we discuss spiritual abuse a lot, a lot in held and healed. So we want you to know that we understand that. And God obviously understands that. So he can handle, he can handle your questions, your doubts, your fears, your anger, anything. He can handle it. So I am here to help women find the truth and learn to tell the truth. I'm here to help women find resources that connect them to things that are going to help them on their healing journey. And this podcast alone is going to be another resource filled with resource. By the end of the summer, there should be close to 20 different people that I interview. (laughs) And you're going to have those people and all the things they offer that you can go and look through their resources and look through their offerings and look through their courses and their books and their coaching and all the things that they have to give. I am in awe. In awe of what's available. It wasn't out there 20 years ago. It's out there now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Instead of lamenting that it wasn't there when I needed it, I am so grateful that it's here now and that I can offer it to women now. And then the other thing that I believe God has called me to do, it's not just a gift, but I believe it's actually an anointing that he's placed upon me is to help women find community. Help women create community. Help women find other safe soul sisters that they can begin to share their story with. I love, 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 love to connect women with other women. When I was younger, there were some people that played the part of matchmaker in my life. And because I trusted them and I thought they were like next to God and they were 
hearing from God better than I would hear from God about myself, which by the way, is not a thing. If you love God and you're seeking his face, he's going to speak to you before he speaks to anybody else about you. And then if he does speak to somebody else about you, it's just going to be confirmed because he's already spoken it to you through his word, through circumstances. So if somebody comes to you and they say something and God hasn't spoken that and it doesn't resonate, it doesn't really bring peace. It's probably not God. Just an FYI. So these people had said, oh my gosh, you and -and so-and-so would make beautiful babies. You're both blonde-haired and blue-eyed. Okay, by the way, that's not a reason to get married, people, but whatever. So I couldn't even stand this person, thought that he was arrogant and proud and whatever. But then I got sick and I got malaria and I was delirious. And this person took care of me in a way that no one else did. And so I then took that plus these other people saying, oh, you guys would make beautiful babies. You're meant to get married. I took those two things and I thought, okay, well, I guess I'm supposed to marry this guy. Honest to Pete, that is what went down. And so when he proposed to me, I said, yes, I said, I do. Okay, not the right reasons to get married. We were actually engaged for like 14 months. And then a couple months before the wedding, dress was made, invitations were ordered. I mean, we were that close to getting married. He calls me up from 5,000 miles away. We didn't even live near each other. And he says, I'm not the person that I have led you to believe I am. I don't even know if I want to serve God. And I certainly don't want to be in full-time ministry like I told you that I did. And I said, okay, if we're breaking up, we're breaking up clean slate. I will never see you again. We have very few mutual friends. I'm not going to see you walking down the road in my small town. That's it. We're not going to do this just be friends thing. We're done. And we broke it off. Okay. So matchmaking with human beings is a big fat no for me. I won't do it. I won't do it. However, matchmaking with friends is kind of a thing I love to do. So I can know this lady over here and know her circumstances and her story and her passions. And then all of a sudden somebody pops in my mind over here and I'm like, you two would really, really get along. And I ask for permission and then I go to messenger and I connect them. <laughs> That's It's that simple. And then I'm like, I'm connecting you guys. You can take me out of the conversation, take this elsewhere, friend each other, find each other, pour into each other. You need each other. I love, I absolutely find so much energy and excitement and fulfillment in helping women find community. And I've had multiple situations throughout the last decade or longer where I have watched within 24 or 48 hours, a group of people go from being total strangers to being connected for life and having a a soul connection with one another, just through conversation, through worship, through service. Bonding happens at a rapid rate when God puts me into a situation and puts that anointing on me. And I love it. I think back to a a youth camp that I started serving with over a decade ago. And I watched that first week, a group of young men, boys that were middle schoolers, hmm, How the first day they were strangers, maybe they knew one or two other people in the group, but the group was intentionally meant to mix up young people from from different churches as we went out and served our community. 
And by day two, they were saying to me, Mama B, that's what they called me, and that's where I got the name Mama B, and that's stuck for the last decade. Mama B, we wish that we could be in rooms at night staying with our work team instead of the church team that we came with. We don't even know the people that we came with. But in one day of working and having conversations and experiencing community and serving our people, they had bonded and they wanted to be with these people in their overnight setup. And then that group went on to become a group that I hosted in my home monthly for the first year. And then it became a little bit more sporadic because they got older and they got more involved in activities at school and they weren't as easily, their schedules were not as easily um, coordinated, but I have been at the wedding of one. I've been at the graduations of most of those. One now has a child and I've been able to meet his child. Like they became my kids. They became my kids. And that is just a gifting that God has placed upon me to build community. So really quickly, I want to tell you about three opportunities that are coming up. I did not mean for this to get this long. So I am going to start a book study in our Held and Healed group for anyone who wants to go through Joy's Called to Peace book and workbook. So if that is interesting to you and you are ready to dive deeper into your healing and specifically from domestic abuse recovery, this is May of 2021 when I'm recording this. So at this time, I'm going to be launching a group very soon. If this is further down the road and that group has already happened and there's need for another group, we can look at that possibility. I'm also getting ready to launch my personal coaching program and it's going to be a group coaching program. I'm going to have before between four and six women in a group and we're going to set up um, to run for a month, once a week for a month. Again, that information will be found in Held and Healed. I'm hoping to launch my first group in June of 2021. And then um, planning a retreat here in the Harrisonburg, the Shenandoah Valley of Virginia. So save the date for September 10 through 12 of 2021. Jump into Held and Healed because more details are coming. I'm going to try to keep that extremely cost effective. And if you would like to be hosted by a local woman so that you do not have hotel costs on, in addition to the retreat costs, I'm going to be working with local soul sisters who are hospitable and pairing you up with women again so you can meet your future bestie perhaps. If it's something that would be triggering or traumatic for you to stay in someone's home, you are welcome to still secure a hotel or an Airbnb. There's lots of options in our area. But we just want to make this accessible to as many women. So if you're from PA or Maryland or Delaware or North or South Carolina, West Virginia, Virginia, close enough to drive in, you're welcome to fly in. I mean, I will take people from wherever you want to come. I'm working on the speaker. I'm working on, I do have the venue secured. Um, I will announce as time goes on who's going to be here as our speaker. But it's going to mainly focus on storytelling and finding a group, a small group of women to share your story with. If you want to do that, you do not have to do that. And then also community building. Those are going to be the two main focuses for the weekend is learning about the value of our stories, listening to other people's stories, learning to tell our stories in a safe environment. I heard someone say yesterday that 
The bridge from surviving to thriving is our voice. The bridge from surviving to thriving is your voice. Think about that. Powerful. Learning to use your voice in a safe space. So once again, find us at Held and Healed, Christian Women Rebuilding After Abuse. That's a Facebook private group. You can search it publicly, but to get into it, it is private. If you are someone who would like to be in a group coaching setting where we will talk about mindset, we will talk about um, the lies that we believe and shifting to the truth, we will talk about goal setting, very specific and attainable goals for the month, and we will build community. If that's interesting to you and would be um, something that you need right now. And then the retreat, first annual Held and Healed retreat, September 10 through 12 here in Virginia. So I look forward to growing with each of you. I look forward to interviewing more amazing people on this podcast in the weeks to come. I look forward to growing and helping women discover that they are held and healed. Blessings to you on your journey, and thank you for taking time to listen.